Okay, so what's rattling around my head at the minute, and I say at the minute, for the last, for a long time, for years, for years and years and years, and I remember I mentioned that Christopher Hitchens quote this idea that he loves the idea of being perpetually on the verge of a of a great discovery, something along those lines. Well, that's that's what this word now is 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 for me. I feel like I'm really getting to grips with something, something vast, something big, something fucking deep and meaningful. And the word is perversion, and perversion, as described by the internet, is quote. Distortion or corruption of the original course, meaning or state of something. So the word perversion essentially means distortion or corruption of the original course, meaning or state of something. And I think that organised religions are a perversion of soulful experiences and the soulful realm and of spiritual experiences and of meaning and purpose. I think organised religion, specifically now organised religion, not religion per se, but organised, institutionalised religion, hierarchical religion, institutional religion, corporate religion, corporate spirituality. That's essentially what the Catholic Church is. It's corporate spirituality. And I'm going to tie this into what I mentioned yesterday, this idea... and previously this idea of having an out of ego experience so when your ego goes offline by definition that's a soulful experience because if we look at ourselves in our entirety as a trinity body mind and spirit or body ego and soul or whatever way you want to phrase that your body is just your body it's just the vehicle the far more meaningful end of things are the soul and the ego. Because you can lose your foot and still be you in your entirety. Like if you lost your legs in an accident, and plenty of people have, they've lost their legs and they've lost their fucking arms in accidents. Those people are still, like they've been changed massively, obviously, physically and mentally, I'm sure, and emotionally, fucking hell, like I couldn't even begin to think what it's like to lose a finger, let alone a full limb, let alone all of them. But those people are still the same people. They've still got all the, the, the same kind of fundamental rights as everybody else. They're not less than in any way, shape or form. And the same can be said for people who are born without legs. Like Just because they can't walk doesn't mean that they have any less right to exist than somebody who can walk. So if... If there's three parts of us, the body is just basically the container. You're left with a mix of the soul and the ego, or the spirit and the mind, whatever way you want to phrase it. And if one of those goes offline, in this example, the ego, if that goes offline, all you're left with is the soul. So in a psychedelic experience, if, if you take enough psychedelics, you'll have what's well known as a ego death. And what that means is your ego basically goes offline. That, to me at least, to use my wording of it, is an out-of-ego experience. So when the ego goes offline, you're left with a soulful experience. And I think the opposite of that is obviously true. If you take the soul out of something, all you're left with is, is the ego. And I think a lot of modern life is filled with things 
that the soulfulness or the spirit has been removed from and it's, it's all just ego, it's all just thought, it's all just words. And I think a good example of this is fame. So once upon a time, before we had the industry of fame and the industry of celebrity, we idolised people. And we idolised people who were really fast and really strong and really poetic and really artistic in, in whatever endeavour it was that they were accomplished in. And we put these people up on pedestals. But these days, the pedestal is owned by a corporation and the corporation decides who gets to stand on this pedestal and for how long they get to stand there. And the soul has been taken out of it. The same can be said for our food. I mean, we we used to have to kill our animals, essentially ourselves, or there was a, you know, there was a guy or a couple of guys in every village who did the killing of the animals and you'd know him by name. You'd know where to bring your animals to. You'd bring them to the guy who killed your animals and butchered your animals. And prior to that, you did the whole fucking lot yourself. But these days, everything's all sterilised. Everything's all clean. And that sterilisation process has removed the spirit. It's removed the soulfulness. And it's the difference between independent artists and studio-backed artists. Studio-backed artists pump out music that they know will sell or that they think will sell and it's a it's a that type of that type of fame where people are appointed to certain positions because of their monetary value or their monetary potential that to me is a perversion of the real thing and i think to a large degree these days in the modern era we've let our egos essentially take over I don't know what the split between ego and soul should be, but let's say it should be 50-50. I think we've gone 95% in favour of the ego. And we've forgotten about the soul. And I think that's the fundamental reason why we're so anxious, depressed and suicidal and all the rest of it. We're We're dangerously off balance. And because we don't have enough soulfulness, enough spirituality enough soulful experiences or out of ego experiences. I think we we crave them on a really deep level. I think our souls are lonely essentially. And I think I think that's why the Irish drink so much. I think we drink to essentially drown our egos. Because when you think about it, when you drink enough, like way too much, your ego goes offline. You you literally lose your speech. You literally start communicating in grunts like an animal. And you'll hit people. We become more violent when we're drunk. It's the only drug known to uh, induce anger, essentially. But this drinking to excess business, I think that's a perversion of having a more meaningful and spiritual experience. Because when... Before we get, you know, so drunk we lose our speech. A lot of the, it, it breaks down a lot of the barriers that we put up. It breaks down a lot of our insecurities. But when you think about it, insecurities are essentially all ego because they're thoughts. Or oh, what will that, I better not say this. I better not be honest because if I'm being honest, you wouldn't know what that other person might think of what I have to say. 
I don't want to show too much. I don't want to share too much. I want to keep things close to my chest because you're conscious of what other people are going to think of you. And all of that is just pure ego. Thoughts like that or any thoughts, thoughts full stop are the realm of the ego. Because it's the realm of the ego is language, it's speech. And we, we think in language. We feel in emotions, but we think in language. So that's what has me thinking. Is the way we drink to excess in this country, is that our attempt to essentially drown the ego and have a soulful experience? Because especially when you're drunk and you're in a group of other people and you're all drunk and... The music is playing, which is music itself is a, it's a, it's a, music stokes the soul, or at least it can, no, it's not that it can, that's what it does, it stokes the soul, and it can make you incredibly happy or incredibly sad, depending on what you're listening to. It affects your mood, which by definition makes it a soulful thing. But this to me is a, it's a, not a persuasion, Jesus Christ, what's the word? (laughs) It's a perversion. It's a perversion on a quote-unquote real out-of-ego experience. There's a cheapness to it. it. It's artificial. In the same way that industrialised fame is a perversion on how people historically have been idolised. We, we've idolised people for a reason. But if if the reason that you've idolized, these days, if the reason you've idolized somebody is because you've seen their poster everywhere or because you've heard of, quote unquote, celebrities saying good things about them, that's a perversion on the genuineness of real fame. And I suppose in, in a in a sense, it's a it's ultimately a perversion of authenticity. It's it's fake. It's fundamentally fake. And we all know that Hollywood and the music industry and the movies generally, all that mass-produced, even just heavily produced stuff, it's a perversion on on on, on reality, essentially. On, on reality, essentially. And with independent artists, there's a realness to them. There's a rawness to them. There's a depth to them. And I've touched on this kind of stuff before. The term that I put on it before was bastardization I said that religions organized religions hierarchical religions institutional religions corporate inst- corporate religion it has bastardized spirituality it's a perversion on the real thing and it's the same for music as i mentioned kind of mainstream slash pop slash manufactured versus authentic and independent it's our food as well. It's our actual food versus processed shite. It's our historic use of tobacco versus our endless use of cigarettes, or these days, vaping. It's the difference between having an occupation, having something that you do that pays the bills or buys, makes you buy, or gives you the ability to buy food and clothe yourself and your kids and all the rest of it. It's that versus being at work it's the difference between caring and virtue signaling it's the difference between genuine journalism and writing for a newspaper it's the difference between a university and a degree mill it's the difference between your own personal brand or the brand of your company or your product versus pure 
concocted horseshite. These are all perversions of the real thing. And I, I think I'm I think I'm onto something here, but I haven't quite nailed it down. And that's 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 exactly where I love to be. It, it, I'm on the edge of something. I feel like I'm on on the cusp of a of a revelation of sorts. I, I feel like I'm about to get something. And that was the essence of the Christopher Hitchens quote that I spoke about the other day. Fuck it, I'll pull it up here just to, to rattle it off. Give us two secs. And I'm back in the room. So I've pulled up the quote here. Quote, I want to live my life take. Sorry, I'll st- try that again. I want to live my life taking the risk all the time that I don't know anything like enough yet, that I haven't understood enough, that I can't know enough, that I'm always hungrily operating on the margins of a potentially great harvest of future knowledge and wisdom. Take the risk of thinking for yourself. Much more happiness, truth, beauty and wisdom will come to you. End quote. And there's something to that. And the, the, again, the, the bit that I want to isolate out of it here is that I'm always hungrily operating on the margins of a potentially great harvest. That's where I think I am now with this, with this idea of perversions and this idea of soulful experiences and spiritual experiences encapsulated in the body. I feel like I'm on the cusp of something here. And on that note, I'll chat to you tomorrow.